Hello, friends and colleagues. Welcome to the first episode of the Taking Care of Us podcast. This is one time each week for you to pause from taking care of other people and focus on taking care of yourself. Let's dive right in today, shall we? So we are a group of people who have dedicated our working lives to improving the health and well-being of others. So I think it's fair to say that we are helpers. We are givers. We are constantly thinking of and working towards improving the lives of our students, their families, our own families, our communities. But what about our own well-being? What about our own health? What about our own contentment, our happiness, our joy? I want all of those things for each of you. I want you to have well-being, health, and joy. I want those things for myself as well. I believe that it is absolutely critical that we prioritize our own health and well-being. I believe this for a couple of reasons. First of all, we deserve it. We deserve to be healthy and happy and be present to experience all that life has to offer us. And second, I think we heard this at least twice in our PD in August, um, that whole airplane speech about putting on your own oxygen before helping someone else with their oxygen. We are not going to be as successful in the support we give to others if we do not first take care of ourselves. So my intention with this podcast is twofold. First of all, I want us all to be the very best versions of ourselves so that we can really show up for the students, the families, and the staff at our schools. And second, I want us to live lives that really light us up, lives full of joy. I want us to feel solid in our mental and emotional health so that we are able to manage through difficult times especially like the one we find ourselves in right now. Lofty goals, I realize, but let's go for it. So I ask you, how do you show up for the kids, the families, and staff when you are feeling stressed, um, worried, anxious, tired, scared, angry? Really think about that for a minute. How do you show up? especially when you're not only having those feelings, but when you are really engulfed by them, when they are kind of festering and you're festering and you are kind of like consumed by the overwhelm of it all. I'll tell you what happens to me. I don't think clearly. I don't speak clearly. I am more easily pulled into whatever drama might be going on at the moment. I'm more easily frustrated or irritated about whatever the current issue might be. Um, I'm not as good at looking at all sides of an argument or a situation, which I believe is a really critical thing to be able to do. And I just don't work as well. It doesn't feel good to me and I don't show up well for my people. So what does it look like for you? when you're worried and anxious and overwhelmed about what our jobs are gonna look like when we're back in the buildings? What does it look like for you when you're angry that you don't think the district administration is doing what they should be doing? Or when fear and anxiety start to really take over? How do you show up when you are really engulfed by and overwhelmed by 
all of those thoughts and feelings. So my hope is that this podcast will provide you with some knowledge, some opportunity for introspection, and some practical tools that you will be able to use to manage that roller coaster of life that we're all on. Um, and hopefully will allow you to show up as the best version of you, even through this really difficult time. So what are some tools, skills, strategies we can use to support ourselves so that we are able to like be our very best right now and bring our best selves to the table. Oh man, there is so much I could talk about here and deciding where to start was tough for me. Um, each one of you listening is that is at a completely different place in your wellness journey. And all of you also are at different places in terms of like how you're managing the stress of what is going on right now. And also different topics I present are going to affect each of you very differently or interest you differently. So after stressing for a little bit, I decided to take a deep breath, relax, and just present to you some of the concepts that have been the most meaningful to me. And I'm gonna start by talking about awareness. Now, if you're newer to mindfulness and wellness, the idea of awareness might seem abstract or kind of out there, but bear with me. I'm gonna try to break it down and make it easy to understand. And if I don't, feel free to email or call me later, and we can certainly talk one-on-one -on -one to, to make it a little bit better. And I want you to know right off the bat that developing awareness is a skill, and it takes time to develop. But it can bring so much insight into the way that you live your life, and it can be really beneficial to your well-being, especially during difficult circumstances. So what do I mean by awareness? Well, what I mean is that you're pausing to really pay attention to your life, to all the little aspects of it. With awareness, we can find patterns in the way we tend to think about and perceive the circumstances in life. We can notice the ways in which we make sense of the world, like how we explain things to ourselves in our minds. Awareness can also include understanding our moods, our emotions, and how we tend to behave in certain situations. Do we have default responses to things? Can we notice that? Can we notice if there are tendencies or habits that we lean on? So when you're aware, you're paying attention to circumstances that occur to and around you, anything that happens in life. You pay attention to how you react to those circumstances. You pay attention to your thoughts and to your emotions, and you pay attention to how it's all interconnected. Awareness is not easy. It does take work, but guys, it honestly can be a game changer. I'm going to give some examples in a minute, but first, I also want you to know it's really important that you're aware of what things in your life you can control and what things you cannot control. And then I want you to practice accepting that. Guys, there is so much right now that is not in our control, and it is so darn hard. And how many of you find yourselves just fighting against that, grasping for some sense of control over something? I'll tell you, you can find a lot of peace and calm in accepting that you just cannot control the circumstances that happen around you. It's hard, but it can really allow you to focus your energy then on things you can control. We can control our thoughts, our reactions, our behaviors, 
in the way we show up, right? So let's take a moment to name what are the circumstances we're dealing with right now. Before that, though, it's important to remember that circumstances are facts. They're not opinions. They're not arguments. But let's list a few that we're going through currently. Well, there's a pandemic that has killed over 210,000 Americans. It's also a circumstance that we work in a school district where our job is to keep kids safe and healthy. Also, we are preparing for the possibility of bringing kids back into the school buildings while the virus is still infecting people. We are dealing with issues like PPE, social distancing, masking, um, isolation rooms, training, staffing, and equity. And we need to keep all those things in mind as we prepare for the next phase of distance learning. So those are the facts, right? Nothing I said before was opinion or assumption. It's just the circumstance. It's not dramatic or emotional. It's just what's happening. So with awareness, I want you to practice paying attention to the thoughts you have in response to the circumstances I just listed. What thoughts come up for you in regards to those things? What thoughts have been coming up for you in these past couple of months? And then pay attention to how you feel. And then eventually you'll pay attention to how you act and how you interact with everybody, how you show up based on all of that. Can you start to see how it's all interconnected? So let's, let's give a concrete example, see if that helps. And we'll just take that concrete example and go through all the pieces of it. Let's say, for example, that you received an email on a Friday evening from the superintendent of your school district. And that email told you that you might be called back to work in about a month. Just a quick hypothetical example, right? So it can be really powerful to pull apart all the pieces of what happens right here, because in the moment, when you read this email, it often feels like one big swirly mess with the facts, our opinions, our thoughts, our feelings. They're all tied up together, right? So let's take it step by step and see if we can pull it apart. Okay, what you read in the email is fact. It is out of your control. The email arrived in your inbox, right? And it stated that you might be called back to work in your buildings in about a month. That's the fact. Now, let's focus on how you react to that circumstance. Stop and breathe for a moment. This is where awareness comes in. This is where you really want to pay attention. So what came up for you as you read this news? If you're like most people, this is where that swirl of emotions, reactions, thoughts, and giant feelings all spin throughout your mind and your body. It's a typical response, but it doesn't feel good and it doesn't support your well being in any way at all. Also, it doesn't allow you to show up as your best self. So, what I'm suggesting that you do is to notice the thoughts that come into your mind after you learn of this news. So, let's talk about being aware of your thoughts. Depending on your opinion or your beliefs about whether we should be moving closer to in-person learning, 
depending on the circumstances in your home, on your health status, or on the health status of your loved ones, depending on all of those things, you could have a whole range of thoughts about this email that you received, this news about going back into buildings. All of those thoughts that you may have are valid, but it's important to be aware that they are not facts and they are optional. Notice if you have a thought like, this is not fair, or we are not ready, or they should not be doing this, or this is unsafe. How do those thoughts feel to you? How would you react and behave and show up if you were thinking those thoughts? Now, it's important to mention, I am in no means suggesting that you just go ahead and choose positive thoughts here if your initial reaction isn't positive. Trying to say to yourself, oh, that's gonna be so much fun to go back to work. That's fake and it's totally not useful. And that's not what I'm suggesting. You know, I talked a little bit in the spring about this, um, about moving from negative towards more useful thoughts. And I hope to talk about it more in later episodes because I find it to be quite powerful. But today, I really just wanna focus on awareness. And I really, what I want you to be able to do here is just notice, just pay attention. What thoughts came up for you? So if we're pulling apart the pieces, the next part to pay attention to is how did those thoughts make you feel? What were you feeling? What emotion? And this part happens really quickly and remember, this is another thing we talked about in the spring. We are taught to think that the fact that we received this potentially upsetting email is what made us feel bad, right? Our initial reaction is probably, the news in this email made me feel angry, or the news in this email made me feel worried. But as I offered to you in the spring, it is not the email or what news you received in the email that made you feel angry or worried. It is our thoughts about that news that made us feel angry or worried. This was like mind blowing for me when I started to understand it, that it was not the news that made me feel angry or worried, rather it was my thoughts about that news. Again, guys, this is some abstract stuff and it does take a lot of work to understand and put it into practice. So if that concept felt super overwhelming and confusing to you, that's okay, give it time, but it can be a game changer once you grasp it. Back to feelings. What did you feel? Angry, neutral, scared, curious, anxious? Pay attention. How did it feel in your body? Can you name the feeling and can you connect that feeling to the thought that you were having? And then lastly, in our hypothetical email example, pay attention to how you act, react, and behave after receiving this email? How would you interact with the people around you as you process through the information that you read in the email? Can you start to see how it's all interconnected? This isn't easy work at all. The big feelings, big reactions, they make it hard for us to slow down and use that higher level thinking part of our brain 
but we really need that higher level thinking part of our brain, especially during difficult times like these. So for the last little segment today, I wanna to talk about some practical strategies that can help you slow down, maybe help you gain access to that higher level thinking part of your brain and help you cultivate more awareness in your life. So first, we just talked through a really emotional and difficult example, which is great to do. However, it can be really hard in the moment when you're starting out to focus on something when it's really emotionally charged. It can be beneficial to start practicing awareness during more typical moments of your day when you're not agitated or anxious or worried. Bring your attention to exactly what you are doing in a given moment. Witness it, watch it, observe it. Say you're making dinner and you're chopping vegetables. Instead of letting your mind wander in a hundred different directions, instead notice the sensations. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What can you feel? Try to stay in the moment and just pay attention to all of it. So the second one is to breathe. Seriously, I know you hear this so often and it's kind of easy to just brush it, brush past it. But if it's not something that you've tried before, I want you to do it. In those moments when you find yourself getting swept away in your thoughts and your emotions or getting overwhelmed, stop and breathe. Focus on your breath for a moment. It seriously can be just like 10 seconds of it, but it forces you first of all to pause, to stop the spinny thoughts. And second of all, it draws a relaxation response from you. It calms, it soothes. It doesn't make the circumstance go away. And it doesn't mean you're gonna be a Zen master in your response after you take those few breaths, but it will allow you to soften, to gain a little control so that instead of being reactive, you might be able to thoughtfully choose how you will respond to the situation. All right, the next one is to go outside. And while you're outside, notice things. The trees, the sky, the clouds, blades of grass, a bird chirping or flying above, feel the wind on your face. Take time to just notice all of those pieces. And the next one, move your body. We hold so much stress in our bodies and our bodies need to move. I want you to prioritize this. If you find yourself overwhelmed, walk around the block, go on a bike ride, do some push-ups. It can be really grounding. And if you combine three and four together, go outside and move your body, then you get double. You can be going on a walk and instead of listening to a podcast, which is what I usually do, but still this is a great exercise. Unplug everything and just walk. You're moving your body. Listen to the sounds around you. Look at the trees as you walk by. Just like surround yourself with the experience. And the last one I want to offer you today is to journal. You guys know how much I love the journal. Um, it was a tough habit for me to form at first. But now that I've formed it, my journal has become a place that I process and it really helps me to be able to tear apart all those complicated layers that we've been talking about. And during this crazy time, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, if you want tips or suggestions on how to journal or what journal to use, there's so much out there, but feel free to reach out to me and I am happy to share with you individually anything.
All right, guys, cultivating awareness was the first strategy that I wanted to introduce for how we can take care of ourselves. No, awareness won't change the pandemic. It won't take away racial inequality or fix our political system. But it will help you to respond to these things from a place of well-being, from a place of strength. Now, I realize this is not the typical self-care you might hear about, but for me, this is so much more powerful than self-care advice like taking a bath or reading a book. Those things are nice. They calm and soothe our nervous systems. Um, and we'll talk about some of those pleasurable types of self-care actions more in future episodes. But cultivating awareness is this underlying skill that can support you no matter what is going on around you. Okay, friends, that is all for today. I hope that you have gained something or learned something from listening today. Please reach out with comments or questions if you have them. I care about you all, and I am honored to be walking on this wellness journey alongside you. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.